And we are live. Welcome to the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at Live on That Swing. Joining me today on this not so fun night is uh, two spectacular co-hosts. Why don't you two introduce yourselves? Yo yo, what up? It's Mac. Um, you already know the Twitter handle, so we'll bypass that. But thanks for joining us on our season ender pod. And I'm Jackie. You can find me on Twitter at J San Diego. That is two O's. And I'm here with you guys to reminisce on the season that could have been that fucking burned in flames towards the end. Yeah, not a fun week. I currently have COVID, and I'm pretty sure I could have put a better effort on the field <laughs> on last Monday than the Cardinals did. Just an absolute walloping. 34 7 for the Rams. And it's just. A dreadful, no fun game, and honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I'm gonna open the episode saying this. It didn't feel like we had a plan. It it felt aimless. It felt like we were wandering. It felt awful. Guys, what what happened? What do you guys think happened? Well, I'd rather talk about COVID. So, how you feeling, Will? Uh, I'm dying. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, live from the ventilator. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awful. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it, it, it's not fun. Yeah, uh, get get your shots, get all that. But I mean, it's uh, not not for real though. I've I've got like a sore throat, some coughs, some chills. It's not fun, but uh, it could definitely be worse. Hopefully, you feel better. And then before we move on, real quick, Jackie, did you get a babysitter just for this episode? I mean, my, I have a, a live-in babysitter. Oh. Um, all I have to do is just ask her, like, hey, can you keep an eye on the kids? So, no, I didn't, like, pay some kid oh. on the street to come watch my, my daughter. My, I live with my sister-in-law, so shout-out to Allie for watching the baby tonight while I can crack open a Guinness and talk to you guys about this fucking hot mess of a season. I was going to say, because I don't think we have babysitter money on in the budget unless Bo Bobbles can, can afford it. So no, and no, I wouldn't pay someone to <laughs> watch my kid just to talk about this. What that fucking terrible right. ass game? All this, uh, all, yeah, all of uh, all our all our podcast money handles is dental. <laughs> it went to the cameo. And my teeth are still shitty. It went to the Chase Edmonds cameo a couple years ago. So yeah, but there's our there's uh, our budget was, right there. That was yeah. all, Bobby. <laughs> But uh, well, hopefully we can get sponsored by Manscape or like Flashlight or something next year. You know, we can start coming on up in the world. But, but yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you, Will. It, it did seem like we didn't have a plan when James Conner doesn't get a touch till the second quarter. Zach Ertz doesn't get a target till the second quarter, um, and the Rams, McVeigh and Stafford, they did exactly what they wanted to. You know, they they rushed the ball for you know how much more than they passed. It feels like this game has been forever ago now, but when Matt Stafford only sits sits back there to throw 17 times, you know they had a plan and they stuck with it. And, you know, we got out coached and we got outworked. What, what, what do you think happened, Jackie? Yeah, you know, I feel like Cliff just uh, left his smart coach pants back in Arizona, um, didn't really have the guys ready. And that was a very rude awakening for when you go to the playoffs, it's not your normal, regular football, you have to come fucking prepared. And not only prepared, but you have to come fucking with the heat. And we didn't. We just looked silly. 
Speaking of speaking of uh, the Cardinals getting fucked, this episode of the Redbird Red Zones podcast is sponsored by Adam and Eve. Type in the <laughs> promo for twenty percent off your order and a surprise gift. <laughs> now, nah, for real, it's 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 tricky because, like, on one hand, I get it. You have you have you know limited capabilities with with uh, D Hop being out, and you have to figure out what you can do to attack this very difficult Rams defense. But on the other hand, you can't play with such little effort when you are down this much in terms of in terms of talent. You have to come out swinging, and you have to beat them with uh, with what you have, I guess. Well, I mean, it's, it started in the trenches, like we've talked about all year long. When we lose games, you know, it's in the trenches. The first half of the season, I think we'd all agree, is we were the more physical team in damn near every game that we played. And I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know if there's a philosophy change in practice, because I know Cliff says he, you know, hits less in the second half of the season. But it, every loss, we just got manhandled in the trenches and, you know, heading into next year, that has to be top priority for, you know, to to help this squad. Because when you have a 33-year-old Corey Peters who has signed off the street entering the season like in August didn't, after training camp, and he ends up playing 63% of the snaps on your D-line in a playoff game, you're going you're gonna to be hurting. So that right there up front, the front seven, you know, on defense and – the offensive line, you know, what happened to DJ Humphreys this year? Holy shit. Last year, I thought he, he, I thought he was great last year. This year, I think he was – I saw some stat. He was down near, you know, league worse in sacks and penalties. So that's, that's definitely something, you know, it's going to be a long offseason. And as we can see with all the drama already, fuck, we're you know, not even 10 days in. You know, we already have all this goddamn drama on Twitter and everything else going on with this team. So hopefully Steve Keim and, you know, the guys in management and player personnel, staffing, they can, you know, work up a hell of a doozy this offseason. Because as of right now, it doesn't seem like Cliff Kingsbury or Steve Keim are going anywhere. And it's, it's, gonna, it's only going to get harder. Just looking at our schedule, our salary cap, who all we have to re-sign – this was our chance, I think. I, I... Well, we still have Kyler on the Ricky Deer deal for one more year. So theoretically, next year's the year. Because I'm seeing all these salary cap numbers too, which people forget. The salary cap's jumping up by about $30 million this year, I believe. To somewhere in the, the low $200 million is going to be the salary cap. And I think it was like 180 this year. So I don't believe that the numbers we're seeing are taking in – uh, consideration of the salary cap jumping up. And even then, we are going to be bottom third probably in salary cap uh, relief, basically. But there are guys who, I don't know if we're going to jump into it later this episode or not, but there are guys where there could be a lot of savings. You cut guys, you restructure contracts. I mean, starting with Jordan Phillips, there's no way he deserves to come back on the contract um, on his, the last year of his deal at the number it is. So uh, there are ways to maneuver it, and I think the cap is going to be jumping up, so that should help a little bit. But, yeah, there, there, there's definitely going to be uh, it's definitely gonna be a long offseason. What do you think, Jackie? Is, is there some something in mind that you think should be a top priority this offseason? I think our D-line of any position needs to be addressed because 
we can't fucking get any kind of pressure on anybody. Yeah. No, Matt Stafford was back there fucking standing, you know, flat footed. Making coffee. And- Unfortunately, the 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 work one of the downsides of Kime drafting as bad as he is, aside from just it being that bad, is that we have to rely on this veteran talent and mm-hmm. all of this on these massive deals in the free agency, and it's just fucking us in the long term because we've got less and less money. And it's, I mean, that's what happens when you when you have somebody who just isn't getting it done. You have to, it's, it's just frustrating. I, I hate that this team makes me this way. <laughs> I mean, and on, let's, be, let's be real. The way we all feel is like, you know, is this really going to get much better next year? Like, we had a hell of a season for the most part, you know, and it's, it's awful the way it ended. But it's, you're right. When you have someone like Steve Kime who is not hit on, most of his draft picks, you don't really have that depth that a lot of teams do of young talent coming up and pushing these veteran guys for starting jobs. We don't see that. We don't see, you know, young guys coming up right away. I mean, we saw Marco Wilson a little bit this year um, do that, but he was also forced into that role once Malcolm Butler retired, you know? So the, yeah. we, we, you know, Rondell Moore, was he used correctly? I mean, he looked, he looked amazing. The start of the season was leading damn near the NFL in yards after catch. And it's like, where, where did that go? Pretty much, you know, the last 10 games or so. And there's, there's definitely a lot of soul searching within management and the coaching staff uh, moving forward. The, the, you gotta, I mean, we're all hoping that this draft coming up, we can hit something at where are we going to be drafting? Do we got 22, uh, 23, 23rd, 23rd. So it's like, you know, should we fucking trade that? You know, should we start almost being like the Rams and saying, fuck this? What are these draft picks really doing? Because they're not coming in in year one and making a difference. They're really not coming in in year two either, making a, a true difference. Um, I, the only way I keep that draft pick is if Sauce Gardner's on the board. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, my, that's my opinion. I'm, I am just smitten with that man. Yeah, and the Cardinals could use, you know, if you could – Put an influx of a talent like him at cornerback into this, and you have him, Marco Byron. Now that is a fucking nucleus I can roll with. I, I agree. Um, is he going to land there? I I don't know. We'll see where his numbers re- uh, rank in the the combine, but that is well, definitely with, a guy. With the mock drafts we've been seeing lately, we'd have to hope he has like the world's worst pro day for him to fall to us. Yeah. yeah. I hate I, the combine. Yeah. I, I I really haven't been looking at much mock draft. I'm still getting over. We are recording what? What is it? Wednesday? Wednesday? Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? The combine. Today's Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> I don't work anymore. I don't know which so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still licking my wounds from, from, you know, Cardinals being out of the playoffs the way it is and watching all these playoff football games. I know we'll have an off season. Hopefully we can get together almost like before free agency starts. I know that's going to be in two months. So that might be something that hopefully we can possibly do um, and just kind of go from there on how, to, how we should build this team moving forward. The uh, I'm looking at all these mock drafts right now. The, the big things I'm seeing are like edge rushers, corners, I, uh, pro football talk, if I remember right, had us picking a center, which I think is really stupid. And we should not do that. No, fuck <laughs> no. 
Oh, what? If you're going to spend an offensive lineman, he better be um, the best guard in the draft. I, I haven't looked at mock drafts. I might be, you know, ignorant here, and there might be some Quentin Nelson type, which I don't believe there is, you know, sitting going in the top 10. But if you're taking a guard that high in the first round, or not even that high in the first round, but just in the first round in general, he's got to be like the top guy. I, if I if we go offensive line, I could see it being a tackle. Uh, DJ Humphreys, hopefully we can restructure that contract a little bit. And, I mean, how much longer are you going to rely on uh, Kelvin Beecham? You know, he's done an admirable job these last two years. And we have Josh Jones waiting in the wings, and hopefully he can, you know, take that that spot. But, yeah. yeah. It's going to be another inside linebacker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Vance Joseph. It's Vance Joseph. Let's make a little wager. There's four of us on here. We got Bo Bobbles, me, Will, Jackie. What are you guys? Let's let's say, is Vance Joseph going to be the DC next year, or is he going to get that Dolphins job, or is he going to get another job elsewhere? Everything I'm seeing leads me to believe that he's gone. And unfortunately, we're not recording at this point, at the point where we can like definitively say, okay, he's staying, or okay, he's out. Which would make it really awkward if it's, if tomorrow or the next day it's like, oh yeah, Vance Joseph got the job. And it's like, shit, we're behind so, the well, curve. You, be, you, you better hurry yeah. up and edit this fucking episode. <laughs> you, so, I okay, let's, let's, I let's say it this way. Gone. Do you guys, do you guys want him back? Or do you, okay, so no. Bob Bobo says, I hope no. he's God fucking no. gone. God, no. <clears throat> I'm, I'm I mean, granted, we all overreact to a bunch of shit. I mean, a lot of Cardinal fans yeah. do, but he made no adjustments. And that soft zone shit fucking is the death of us. Matt Staffrod should not be leaving us alive. Fuck him. Yeah. You know, and it's disappointing because, and I just realized this last night, Isaiah Simmons had the same amount of snaps as that motherfucker who came out of retirement. Fucking, what's his name? Eric Weddle. They both had 19 snaps that night. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Your fucking first round pick from the year prior, second year, gets the same amount of snaps as a dude who's been fucking retired for two seasons? Just some dickwad off the street? Yeah, it's it's some playing favorites bullshit, and I hate it. It's so stupid. Well, the whole thing is with Isaiah Simmons, like we were talking, you know, early in the year and even mid season. He was being used like a fucking Swiss Army knife. He was everywhere. He was outside, and that was he was the biggest reason why we were so good against tight ends earlier in the year. And then they, it seemed like they almost tried to just make him an inside linebacker. And to be honest, I don't think that's his greatest strength right now. I don't think he's he's big enough or he's able to isolate it away from those offensive linemen consistently enough. And when you're next to Jordan Hicks, who he can't fucking break a, you know, he can't get away from a, a block to save his goddamn life to make a tackle. And this Tanner Vallejo, like, I, I don't love him, but looking kind of back on it, he played decent against the Rams. It's just that when you have Isaiah Simmons sitting there on the bench and you tell me you can't utilize him any way, you use him four different ways during the regular season, you can't find his greatest strength. Even if it's against tight ends and have him out there strictly against tight ends, you can't have him on the field. Like yeah, that, that blows my mind. Yeah, I, I don't. I know this isn't exclusive to the Cardinals, but I, it just blows my mind that we'll draft these like high end talents and then we'll force them to be 
what they something what they're they not are. exactly like and you then see we this realize movie. that in year four it's like Jesus yeah we, we, on, we, see a, we see a high-end middle linebacker great can you be our kicker <laughs> <laughs> holy shit play quarterback how many more linebackers is Steve Kime going to draft? That is just five. thinking about. You have Hassan Reddick, what? Is that five years ago now? Wait, but wait, wait. Have, so we, we have eight picks projected in this draft. So that's eight different linebackers we could possibly hit on. I don't see if I don't see the problem here. <laughs> and who's a good linebacker on. prospect? Yeah. But, uh, Safe yeah, I mean, this, it, is, I this, is, this is only going to get harder because, like, our schedule, our schedule next year is a bitch. Like I'm looking at it right now, we're playing both the NFC South and the AFC West. Everyone Plus, said that last year, though, and it, like, what but, do we know that that's going to happen? There could be so much turnover. Like, yeah, I, I, but I just, hate that. I hate looking at I, that. I know, but I, but like, we only have the present to look at it. Right, but when you're in the right best, now, we're when you're in the best division in football, though, like, look who else is up there. Everyone in our division is top ten. So it's like, okay, well. Top ten hardest schedule supposedly because we, we played each other twice. We also we also have to face the Pats, the Eagles, and the Vikings. Pats, Eagles, Vikings. That's fucked. We could go two out of three. We went two out of three. We beat the Vikings this year off a lucky miss kick, but we, fuck Mac Jones. You know, fuck Mac Jones. Fuck Jalen Hurts. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. Is it September yet? Let's go. Let's go, Cardinals. I like yeah. that. I I just it's you hard like to. It's oh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> it's hard to come out of this feeling optimistic, you know. It's yeah. I mean, I, I understand everybody's doom and gloom now. I mean, I'm not I gonna better in week it. two than week one. Yeah. Last week I was a fucking mess. I, I did not want to be on Twitter and not want to talk to anybody. That it was a pathetic showing, and it and anybody who was involved in the production of that game should feel embarrassed. There was yeah, a, we looked there fucking, was a. We looked like we didn't belong. I yeah. jumped for that shit. Jeez. I. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 embarrassing. I feel ashamed to even be a Cardinals fan. There was a a, a meeting that people are debating whether or not it happened. Uh, uh, Ian Rappaport and. Uh, I can't remember the other guy. I want to say Daniel Jeremiah, but I think that's wrong. For what? The there Cardinal was a, uh, meeting with um, Bidwell, Kime, and, and Cliff. Well, there. that was a whole drama with local reporting. Gambo. Kyle Odegaard, I feel like, I feel like Gambo, Gambo, some, somebody's giving Gambo's fucking weak information. Why did, I, why, did I say, why did I say Daniel Jeremiah? I don't, that's not him. It was uh, Kyle Odegaard, who initially reported that's it, the right? That's right. The I'm trying Who's to think there? of the, the sequence. He's been a very so, pretty reliable source. Yeah, I mean, he worked for the team. You know, yeah. that's more than Gambo ever did. Gambo worked for a fucking... Gambo's the talking mouth on the radio for the Cardinals. You know, there's it a is. difference. You're there's a the difference. And it's always... It's always exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he's like the fucking paparazzi of the Arizona Cardinals. It's all, it's also, also, also it's, it's not something any of the any of the parties involved want to admit, but like Gambo has something to lose if he does mention this in any capacity. And that is access. You don't want to be the station that loses access to the insider information for the Cardinals. I don't know. They'll throw him a bone every once in a while, but when yeah. you have, because then also with the other thing this off season that we've already talked to, or kind of dropped Twitter drama was Gambo 
coming out and saying that Justin Pugh is not on co- under contract next season. Oh, while, yeah. while you had Kent Summers, you had was it Darren Urban or was it oh, I can't even think. There's Mike multi- Jarecki. Mike Jarecki. Uh, I don't know. I can't even. I don't know. One of them. Yeah, where in the game it was, but it ended up being literally like seven beat reporters disputing Gambo's, well, basically refuting Gambo's, you know, assertion that Justin Pugh's not on the roster. And Kent Summers like, dude, I talked to somebody from uh, the union or something like that, and they told me straight, no, he's on the roster. And you have that, you have the D Hop. Oh, D Hop, D Hop might play next week, bitch. He's still out for two more months. You know, don't forget why he said that. Like, he, like you don't like people are trying to throw him a bone and say, "Well, well, he he didn't say he knew." You don't say that unless yeah, you, you don't bring it up. Or, yeah, you know, because he had to come out and was like, "No, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying there's a chance." There was never a chance. You know what I mean? Like, and that's not something you can just throw no. out there without fucking knowing. And I'm sure he heard it from somebody, but that's the way it goes when you're in the fucking media and. You know, you work for this station, you know, that the Cardinals basically, you're the sponsor for the Cardinals or the other way around, whatever the fuck that works. You know, they're going to tell you one thing, but in Kyle Odegaard's case, he wor- actually worked, you know, for, for the, the Cardinals. Yeah, for the Cardinals for a handful of years. And when you're what in that situation to move on, you still have good connections there. People that you actually trust, not just people that come to you. You know, and like, hey, you know, here's info, yeah, yeah, and I'll throw you a bone every once in a while. You actually get good info from people who work in management. So even though Kyle Odegaard isn't with the team anymore, I think what he's been saying has been consistently more right, seemingly, um, during this whole process. Fucking gamble. It's just embarrassing. I, I really, I, I do hope that blow up happened because I, I would like to see accountability for that game. It's yeah, it's there's got to be some accountability. You know, the lack of preparation. Not even that game, though. The whole second half, back-to-back years, you know? Yes, We went, what, two and five last season, and we were, what, one game away from clinching a playoff spot? So, yeah, I mean, I believe we're 0-7 in games now that have playoff implications. Either you're in the playoffs or games that, if you win, you automatically can go in because we backed into the playoffs and beat the Cowboys when we were already in, so that doesn't really count. I believe we're zero and seven. When it's like, okay, you can win and get in the playoffs, or you can win when you're in the playoffs and move on. And we're zero and seven in those cases, you know, dating back to the last season. We almost had the fucking division wrapped up, and we just took a shit. If we so would have beat that Rams that second time, we would have had it basically locked up. Yeah. Go, yeah. Going into December, we had ninety-five percent chance to win the division. Oh, that's why I hate seeing those fucking odds. I yeah, we dropped the fucking ball big time. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Kyler, I mean, Kyler looked lost. Out. He he looks scared, and you barely ever see that out of him. And he that's what's fucking frustrating, too, is he looked unprepared. He looked yeah. scared. He got fucking sacked. He got rattled. He threw picks. He got rattled. And then here you have fucking Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times, and he still manages to win the fucking game. I don't get I mean, it. That also had that also had to do with Tannehill blowing the game. But, yeah. Well, true. Tell. But still, no, like, but it, he, it didn't. Joe Burrow threw for, like, 350. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Joe, uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is legit. I mean, shit. I mean, thinking of how many fucking great wide receivers we missed on for these weird 
like gadget linebackers. gadget linebackers we don't use. And fucking Andy, uh, Andy Isabella. Second, right? <laughs> if you can't I, make I, the field in year three. Can't make fucking... the field in year three. We wasted a second with, rounder on him. With the McLaurin shit, and yeah. Metcalf were there. I will never let that go. Never, ever. I will. I will be eighty years old and I will be dying yeah. and I will curse Steve Kime from my deathbed. It sucks. Everyone's like, oh, that's like the the Luca and Aiton debate. No, it's not. <laughs> and Andy is not fucking no, yeah, it, it's not even well, close. Clear, hey, hey, you miss on that many. I was thinking about that last night. You miss on this many receivers. I believe there's a post out there. Steve Kime has drafted ten receivers, and he's only had one one thousand yard uh, receiver. Christian Kirk was close, but I mean, you're in seventeen games. If you're not getting a thousand yards in seventeen fucking games, like that's like fifty six yards a game, I believe, or something like that. Sixty yards a game. It's, when your number one receiver is out, you know, nobody steps up. Christian Kirk had one touchdown after D-Hop went down. And that's um, the thing. No one fucking stepped up. That's what's even like more frustrating is that we've handled adversity so well in the season. And then just for everyone, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like fucking putting in 100%. You know what? And I thought J.J. Watt looked the best out of fucking anybody on defense other oh, than yeah. outside of maybe Jalen. No, Jalen Thompson was pretty good. He, he's a fucking dog. But J.J. Watt, you know, played 24 snaps. But if you rewatch that film, he's in the backfield damn near every snap. And it's they're running away from him. And, he, you know, there's gaping holes or Jordan Hicks. I don't know. I posted something, couple, like, last week where, you know, I, I could only get through the first half of the game and rewatch it. But the first defensive play of the game, Jordan Hicks gets basically bullied by Higby, the tight end. And once he gets beat by Cam Akers, he turns around and he starts fucking half-ass jogging it. That's a leader. Is that the leader that, you know, we all, people were talking about heading into last year, you know, this team needs more leadership. Well, Jordan Hicks is supposedly a leader in that locker room. That's a, that, that made me fucking furious seeing him just jogging after getting beat. And on the thing of leadership, we need to build this depth more. I see you go, you go out and get, you know, JJ Watt, you pay an expensive penny, but that also hurts our depth. If Jordan Phillips can't go fucking out there, you know, you're spending so much money on those two alone. You got to go buy your scraps and you're playing Rashard Lawrence. You're playing Lecky Fotu, only 15 snaps. And I mean, they're second round guys, but they were what, fourth, fifth round picks. You need to, I, I know a lot of talk is about leadership and Colt McCoy, he got brought in, right? Right. What, what what did that leadership do? He won games, and that's his goal. That's the only thing I want. But where was that leadership heading into a playoff game? How did he positively affect Kyler into the playoff game? Is one thing. Rodney Hudson, you know, he's a leader. He was a, he had a great season. I thought he had his worst game of the year against the Rams in the playoffs, though. But it's you know injuries happen, and how did he how could he affect anybody else in the offensive line as a leadership standpoint you really can't you have to you got you got to have dogs up there you got to have that depth and while you know i got some stuff with some people you know this team you start 7 and 0 how how are you going to how are you going to say this roster is any different from starting 7 and 0 in the way we finished to go what 4 and 6 it's like look at it you lose DeAndre Hopkins he went undefeated with DeAndre Hopkins playing full games. You lose him. This this offense is drastically different. Tyler, his number one guy was basically a tight end in Zach Ertz. 
you know. And then you also have, you know, you're missing James Conner and Chase Edmonds for you only had him for one game in the second half altogether. I was at Detroit game and we're getting blown out. And so that, you know, you're barely using them like the way you would in the first half. But this team just needs, it really does need to get better. Depth, yeah. Depth wise, number one priority has to be the up front. I, Jordan Hicks might be a great guy in the locker room, but that motherfucker, he is as unathletic as a middle linebacker as there is starting in the league today. And I'll just leave it at that. Sorry for Rand. I think I'm only two beers deep. Jackie, you drinking anything or what? What we got? I got me again. Oh, so if it's not like you it. rendering, it's going to be me, but you're absolutely right. You know, fucking motivational speech. Fuck a guy that can uplift the team. Give me someone that can actually fucking play these positions when we have key guys go out. It, it really does say something that since we drafted Fitz, the best wide receiver we've drafted since is probably like, what, John Brown? It, yeah. And look where he is now. I'm going to say something that sounds... Where is he? John, He's with the uh, Bucks. Is they he, just picked him up. Yeah, he, oh, they, he, they got picked up by Tampa Bay. Christ huh. alive. Smoke? I, uh, okay. There, there were like, there was like a uh, like a Reddit AMA with uh, Elliot Vallejo, you know, old Cardinals linebacker, like years ago. Elliot oh, Vallejo, his son, is that what we are learning? I don't even remember an Elliot Vallejo. Who the fuck is Elliot Vallejo? He was he was with the Cardinals in the year they they were uh, in the Super Bowl. Elliot, what? Elliot Luis Vallejo. He was an undrafted free agent in 06. so he's probably like a backup guy. Okay, okay, uh, all right. Fuck me. And somebody asked him, you know, what do you what do you think about Larry? And somebody he replies back, you know, Larry is a great football player and has done great things in the community. Regardless of my opinion, I won't say anything bad about publicly say anything bad about somebody. And the hmm. so, fuck does that mean? Somebody replied back and said, you know, I had a friend who played at Pitt with them. He isn't a player's player, very high and mighty. You... And we all looked at him like a, a fucking an elite leader, right? But it's really like, for one, if you're bringing in these leader guys who are injured, you can't lead off on the sidelines. You know, we, we had a lot of bang. Well, I was, I, was, I was thinking that if, you know, you got this guy who's like, you know, a good guy, but, you know, really makes you know about it. That might have affected wide receiver retention, and that's why we couldn't keep all those good receivers. I don't know. I, I'm over. I'm probably overthinking it, but I, I've... Wait, so you're saying it could be Larry Fitzgerald's fault for Steve Kimes drafting? No, I'm saying it's it could be his fault we couldn't keep receivers after we got Ooh, him. Uh, that's a AKA Anquan Bolden? I'm that not sure Anquan probably, yeah. John Brad well, I don't know if we didn't... Uh, yeah, that's Boyd. that's that's a Johnny a football stretch. take right there. Yeah, it's a Johnny. It, it's it's stupid. <laughs> it's been on my mind, and I, I wanted to talk about it. But so. even then, like I truly believe on the football field, your greatest leader. I don't care who you are, unless you were like the Ray Lewis two thousand one fucking defense or whatever year that was, has to be your quarterback position. Absolutely. You're telling me Joe Burrow doesn't rally his fucking team because they believe in him? No, Joe Burrow, Big Dick Joe. I mean, that dude don't fucking care. Like, you get hit nine times and you can fucking sit up there with a cigar or acting like, you know, a baller. But even Jimmy G, like, Jimmy G's obviously the worst quarterback still remaining in the playoffs. playoffs. Correct. And that team is what? Great up front. Up front, their offensive line and their fucking defensive line. 
And without Debo Samuel, this team is not even in the fucking playoffs for one. Debo Samuel, that guy That's is a fucking. Guy. <laughs> damn we need to figure out how to get Rondell Moore to be our Debo Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve Cobb has to start stop drafting these fucking short ass dudes. Look at the way the <laughs> yeah. NFL's going. NFL's going with these big, lanky receivers. You know, name a short, really short receiver that is elite, like a Steve Smith elite right Isabella. now. Isabella. <laughs> I was thinking that. I, 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 I really Isabella. couldn't think of anybody like that. You know, look at all these teams around the league and who have very good wide receivers, even young receivers. And mostly the common denominator is their length. Their length, for sure. And that's the way this, you know, league's going. And we're over here, you know, I love Rondell Moore, but if you're going to use him, I'd rather us move on from Christian Kirk and have Rondell Moore take Christian's role than to bring Christian Kirk back if Rondell Moore stays in the role he was, if that makes sense. For sure. For sure. I'm going to I'm going to say some names. These are players who will be potential free agents and these who I want you guys to tell me who you would bring back. No. So, what? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm like none of these motherfuckers. <laughs> Andy Lee not coming back. You say. <laughs> no. Uh but uh Chandler Jones. Uh, Depending on his price. Depending on the price and depending on if we can get somebody to replace him. It's uh, hindsight hindsight 2020, it would have been nice to have traded him at the deadline when we could have gotten something for him. Yeah, he doesn't have no value now. Oh, but if if his price tag is more expensive than Hassan Reddick and we sign Chandler Jones instead of Hassan Reddick or even trying. That's a failure because what's Chandler Jones thirty two turning thirty two? We're also you know, we're also assuming in this equation that Hassan Reddick wants to come back. If I if I get I saw him like a like tweet. That. I saw him at least like a tweet from somebody. Somebody that was freaking out. They put a posted a screenshot. It was like Steve Kime, write your wrongs and bring Hassan back. And like Hassan Ooh. liked it. Okay. This is okay. like um, it must have been right when the season ended. Um, but right. if Chandler Jones is going to get top, paid like a top ten. You know, top five edge rusher, you have to move on. But you, like Jackie said, you better have a backup plan that's going to come in and, you know, be at least yeah. somewhat productive. Because let's be real, he had five, what, five sacks, five and a half sacks of the final from 15, that, 16 from that games. Game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. He that's... showed up when he wanted, he only showed up when he wanted to. Like that game against the Carolina Panthers, Carolina had one of the worst O lines in the entire NFL this year. And he got, he got he looked awful against some guy who I've never even heard of and I'm sure is never gonna see a roster again. Story of our fucking lies, the Cardinals making everybody look like a goddamn superstar. I uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the uh, pleasure slash displeasure of going to Cardinals Panthers next year. So uh that's gonna be fun. Me too, uh, potentially. Oh, so, see you okay. there. Okay, okay. <laughs> Damn, maybe we should get Mac in here. Get a little to get get together. That'd be fun. It's either but, that uh, or Atlanta, but I'll I'll keep y'all get the game back. Let's get the bobbles together. Honestly, I'm probably doing both, but for now, it's just the Panthers. Let's get the uh, bobbles flying out there. The bobbles, you're you're the money. Yeah, you're the money bags. Fly us all out to, you know, wherever. You can take me to Paris, baby. <laughs> Pay him like one of your friends, or else, Boba Bobbles. <laughs> 
Shit, I'm we finally, tired we finally, early. We, found, we finally found out who was in Paris. Uh, <laughs> but uh, next up, you got Zach Ertz. I think this is a no-brainer, right? Yeah, Not you bring back Ertz. Well, you bring back Ertz if you can also bring back Max Williams. Yeah, thank you. There you go. That's. I honestly would make Max Williams almost a more of a priority and i saw like pro football focus had max williams at like eight million dollars a year sorry that's not fucking happening i don't know if it was pro football focus or who it was but i think that'll i think that will be affected by his injury i think his market will be stunted because of that it's not it's not cool that that's the case but i think that's what will happen yeah i mean he's, he's kind of had a injury history as well but i do feel like our blocking and sealing the edges it it you know, it went down when Zach Ertz or when Max Williams got hurt because Zach Ertz is basically like a wide receiver four out there um, in most cases. And Darrell Daniels, like, I almost threw my remote realizing that Darrell Daniels had a screenplay called for him on the second play of the fucking game. That was so stupid. Around. I, I don't they, even know if I did. so cute for no reason. Like, you shouldn't be having. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You shouldn't be having. Yeah. A failed wide receiver lateral. <laughs> like, just that was close, though. I can't get too mad at that one. But yeah, that when you're making plays for Darrell Daniels, the second fucking play of the postseason game, you deserve to lose. Sorry. Yeah, I'm we're fucking, fucking looking desperate stupid. out here. Desperate and stupid. And can I just say, I'm looking right now because I know we were kind of talking about Kyler and Joe Burrow, and I'm how <laughs> to like double check right now, and it looks like. The Cardinals have never won a game when Kyler Murray's been sacked more than four times. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I hate to say it, yeah. but he fucking falters every time he gets yeah. a little and because bit of pressure. You, you look at it, guys like Joe Burrow, guys like Justin Herbert, they stand in the pocket. You ha- As a QB, you have to stand in the pocket, which makes it so, like, weird, like, why were they not rolling Kyler out outside of the pocket? He Why had, were they not? Didn't he, he only have like three designed rollouts all season, or was that just all against right? the Rams? It was against the Rams, I believe, was the stat the last two games or something. Is what Still, I rolling his ass out. He's fucking mobile. Oh, and even he's at his best almost. It seems like you know when he's on the run, plays break down, and but when he gets hit when he's inside the pocket. He do, we've talked about it extensively. He does not like to get hit. He also he also falters after injuries. Like we we've seen this happen two years in a row now, where he's gets banged he's, up. He's looking like a superstar, then he gets banged up, and all of a sudden he plays scared. And it's like I get it. You're scared That's also to re- true. You're scared to re-injured, but on the on the same token, like you have to play with aggression. You have to. It's the fucking playoffs. You have yeah. to put it all out there. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you really do. Look at the. The quarterback, even Jimmy G, even though how awful he is, he'll stand in the pocket and fucking he'll be able to get hit while throwing it. You won't see very many times where Kyler's throwing it while getting hit. You know, it's, disgu- he, it's disgusting that we're talking about an NFC West NFC Championship, and it's not us. Fuck that. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, we'll get more into that. But back to Kyler, like, take your fucking licks, like, and then just all the hit pieces that are coming out. I don't know if they're true, but did you guys happen to see the the New York Times article? Granted, it's it's behind a paywall, so I'm just going off of what people have been saying about it. No, but, if you put it in an incognito tab, you can read it. But what what's it say? Something about he doesn't watch film. His, that, that's that's been a common criticism, Adam, for a while. His, his quote, yeah, his quote was something like, and I saw someone quote tweet 
definitely Chuck posted that. I, I saw someone. Of course, Chuck who, posted that. Um, but I saw somebody say, you know, all these people making remarks who ne- obviously didn't read the article, and they, was, I guess the full quote was saying he's not going to just sit there and you know kill himself watching film twenty four hours a day. Not that he doesn't watch film, but that he's just not going to sit there and do that all day. Um, which okay. it, yeah. it, I I wanted to read it, but I was not going to pay that. Um, so, so I'll try and sub you to mode, Will. I want to read it now. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If Will can, uh, we can throw it over to Will. But yeah, but yeah. But we, you, yeah. Oh, sorry. Say it. I was, gonna, it. I was gonna say if you put it in like an incognito tab, if you have like Google Chrome, you can read it for free. But uh, okay, okay. But even to that, so. Tyler obviously he he looked like he was being coached by a rookie head coach out there who had no idea what yeah. he was doing. You know, like you said, they they did not look prepared, did not look really to have a game plan, um, and it looked a little bit too big for him. But even that being said, there were plays to be had by these wide receivers that were not had. That scramble where Kyler goes out to the right, AJ early Green in the and game, Kirk are wide open right there, and well, neither of them make the play. Rondell Moore and Kirk, yeah, yeah. Kirk literally slows up. You can see him slow up in the video. And if he just goes full speed, he can make like a shoestring catch. Lay out, you should be able to make that catch. At least give some effort, you know. And then you have A.J. Green. And that's the thing. It's like A.J. Green and Kirk, you know, they'll have these plays, but they'll – but like when it comes to plays where they actually have to make the effort, they don't make it. it. Yeah, you got to pick your quarterback up a little bit, and that's – to make an impact play, I, I need to see more effort. I need dogs out there. I need a motherfucker who's going to lay out, not caring if he's going to run into his dude or the defender for getting crushed. He wants, he needs to make a play for his guy, and he's going to do it, not see it and think maybe, oh, maybe that's Rondell's ball. But it was clearly, you're looking at the replay, it's clearly Christian Kirk's ball right there. Yeah. And he just slows up. And that that right there, you know, A.J. Green, what he got smoked. Agent. AJ Green gets smoked, drops the ball. And I think there's another play with AJ on the I, sideline. He couldn't I, come I, down I, with. I, it's like, come I on. T- I, I know it's it's. Where Antoine Wells, Wesley go though? He, he looked like a I, force, and then they don't even go to him. I know mm-hmm. it's spilled milk at this point, but like uh, that uh, that AJ Green play, I still don't agree with that ruling. I think he made a football move by like getting set into the ground and trying to make a move. I don't agree with that in hindsight. Either way, he still he still needs yeah. to uh, you know yeah, make a play for the young quarterback. But uh, we we still got some more to go through. I, I think we already know oh, okay. we, how we feel about AJ Green, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he does not deserve a raise. God no. Um, if you could bring him back on the Chiefs, especially since he's about to be thirty-four million. Uh, sorry, he's about to be thirty-four. 34. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I would saw... like to think we could get more upside for him because look at the Bengals. The Bengals would happily got rid of him for T. Higgins, let T. Higgins move over to the you know opposite outside of Jamar Chase, and they're thriving, absolutely yeah. thriving. You know, and they were happy to let AJ Green. The worst, the worst thing about this is that we're probably going to have to draft another wide receiver this draft. <laughs> Better be a big one. Swear to God, give me an outside I, I, guy. I, I, well, no, he's going to be five two. He's going to be. He's going to look like Muggsy Bogues out there. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I don't even want us to draft a fucking wide receiver. Go out of free agency, spend some money because there are some decent ones that could be available, um, if I remember correctly. And I might go over one. Yeah, there's a few of them. 
you know, and maybe they're they're not much better than AJ Green, but you, when you have this Somebody. many communication problems with your your quarterback, there's something going on between those two, and you know, it just didn't vibe, and let's it didn't. The, let's embrace the chaos and bring in Odell. Fuck it at this point, right? <laughs> Shit, let's embrace the chaos and bring in fucking Antonio Brown. Why? Oh. Yes, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, wide receiver. Well, well, Honestly, they would eat up Cliff Kingsbury. We don't have the culture for that. I know. I feel like Cliff has done a good job building this culture. You know, he's Antonio a player's Brown, coach, but I want Antonio Brown to hijack this team. It'll it would make it'll be a best. fucking mutiny. Oh my god! It would be. We're gonna tie Cliff to the fucking goalpost. Holy shit! But uh, now we we need to keep moving. Fuck, we're we're taking a while on this, and there's still Sorry. some more to go. Uh, Gardek. Oh, um, yes. If he's cheap, yes, yeah. yeah. sure he will be. Yeah. He's a great special teams guy, you know, yeah. and I thought he should have got he deserved more snaps. I thought throughout the season that did not happen. He's a dog. He's, yeah, he's a, he's a fucking dog. Yeah, Vance Joseph. Fuck you. Put the dogs out there, help. Put exactly. the dogs out there. Uh oh. Max Williams, I'm pretty sure we all agree on a yes there, right? Yes. Yeah, I think it'll be cheaper than projected. I think you gotta almost bring him back if he can. Connor. Yes, if he's cheap. I can no never get into paying a wide or a running back. No. So yeah, I would never get. I would never get more than two years, even for the year he had. Because I mean, look when Steve Kine brought in Kenyon Drake. Look how great he did touchdown wise. For even the last year, the first when, year, I think. We but even get, last year, he put up a dozen touchdowns too. It, I you think know? we can get one and not the other. So I'm going to say Connor there, and I'm and I'm going to throw in Edmonds while we're at it. Uh, Edmonds, do you think we should bring him back? I think it's time to almost move on. His yeah. health. You know, he's, and, you can and, re- you can replace what he does as like a scat back almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah. his his archetype of running back is just so ubiquitous in the NFL these days. You can find twenty guys like him in the fifth round, and those are the guys that do not last long in the league too. Yeah, the yeah. Tariq Cohen's of the league. Yeah, sad uh, but true. Uh, Andy Lee, bring him back. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's fine. Christian Kirk. If I saw Kyle Odegaard say he's projecting to get about ten million, pass. Oh God, pass. no, no, Jesus Christ! Fucking stay the hell away from that. Good lord! I'll, I'll pass and I'll put Rondell Moore right in his position. And if I saw someone give me an argument, I believe it was uh, Stathead Grandy, my guy. Uh, shout out to you. He hosts uh, Trip and Yoni's podcast. So if you guys like hockey, listen to them. But he brought up how if you move on from Christian Kirk, you're now having to replace AJ Green and Christian Kirk. But if you can just move Rondell Moore over into the main slot, number three, mm-hmm. that's going to put his routes more downfield. And then you have I, I I liked what I saw from Greg Dortch. He obviously, you know, Cliff didn't use any of his fucking main playmakers that could possibly make a big play who are you know energy type guys. In that playoff game, but I thought Greg Dorch when he got his touches what was that last week of the season or the week before that. Um, I think he could fill that Rondell more kind of as a, the bubble screen guy, sideline guy. So that's something to keep an eye on, though. Corey Peters. No, get out of here. No, because you keep him on here, and Vance Joseph is going to feel inclined to start him over some of the young guys and play him. We're also still oh. assuming that he's going to be here, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, who Vance Joseph? Yeah, that's true. And I mean Corey Peters, I, I like the guy. There's nothing against the guy, but it's just 
kind of time to move on. And that's a sign that you need yeah, to fucking 30, rebuild the trenches. 34 years yeah. old. It only gets harder and harder at that D-line position. Oh, oh, yeah. Give me dogs. Not fucking some dog you need to put down. Fucking old vets. Exactly. And that's, that's our reputation. Fucking dogs that need to be put down. Right? Give me the dog in his prime. Fuck Speaking it. of uh, dogs that need to be put down, the 36-year-old Colt McCoy. I think I think it's fine. I think you bring him back. He showed that he was a capable backup. I think, like I said, leadership from backup position is overrated. You got to be really out there to do it. It's it's really fucked up that he's thirty six years old because that was one of that the is first, crazy. That's one. That was one of the first drafts I paid attention to. The one he was drafted. He looks so young. You would never think he's thirty six. It's it's <laughs> disgusting. I hate it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'd bring him. Back. I'd bring him back. When you said dogs that need to be put down, I thought you were going to take a jab at me because we were going to record <laughs> last week, but I had to take my dog to the. No, oh, I'm, no, that's no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna you're ruthless. Dude, you're ruthless. Oh, dude, I'm not going to say that, dude. That's that's messed up. <laughs> but my dog's okay. For everybody Good. wondering. Good. Shout out to the old dog. There, we, we're not talking about friend you, buddy. Of the show. Yeah, friend <laughs> of the show. Who else but uh, yeah, I think we keep. Uh, McCoy, Max Garcia. He can get the hell out of town. As long as they don't fucking have him as penciled in as their backup center. Or even, you know, I don't ever want to see him center again. Yeah. I think he could be fine as a backup if you get him on the super cheap. But, yeah, I mean, you're not going to find a lot of other guys out there for agency who have had that, you know, regular season starting experience in his career for cheap so if you can get him cheap you know close to the minimum which maybe not because he's got experience under his belt again this year and maybe put on some he because he did have a good couple games to start when you know he was filling in in the beginning of the year but he got exposed for sure yeah he uh i don't know if i'd keep him honestly i'm good uh, robert, way, yeah. robert alford and like if you could draft guys and Sorry, but if you could draft guys and you could have like a Josh Jones take over Max Garcia's spot where it's obvious, okay, Josh Jones is ready. You know, that makes you no know, Max Garcia expendable to a certain extent. But we haven't seen that. And that's the worst thing about not being able to draft and adding depth is that you're going to might have to hang on to some of these old folks um, just to even, you know, fill out the roster on the type of pay that we can give them. But Robert Alford, ugh. He hasn't had a full healthy season. The fact that I mean, the fact that we have to say, "Oh, well, he played twelve games this year." I mean, that's that's not an accomplishment. If he's on a minimum deal, but you cannot bring him back. That's what I said last year too, and they still fucking did it. After Malcolm Butler retired, you relied on Marco Wilson and Robert Alford, which was not ideal. You can't have a a thirty-four-year-old cornerback as your number two guy. No, I I thought he was fine this year, but. If he wants the minimum, I'll bring him back or close to the minimum. I, it's, it's like insanity to fucking even think, but you're not going to find a lot of young, cheap vet guys. Uh, Russell Douglas. Ah, oh, fuck you guys. God damn it. That still okay. hurts even just thinking about that name. I hate the Packers, and I'm so glad they're out. Fuck the Packers. Right. But you're not going to find a lot of guys like that on the cheap anyways. Uh, what yeah. do you think, Jackie? Yeah. I, it, I don't know. I, I I don't. I'm I, I debating think, on whether I want him back because I like him for depth, but he's yeah. not. I don't he's see not, him as a number two. He's and you know, if he comes back, you know Vance Joseph is going to start him. 
Like if you fucking draft Sauce Gardner, fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man, Sauce Joseph. Gardner will be our fifth string quarterback by the by the end of week three. Oh, and it be sucks like, because you don't you don't have this depth built up. So it's like, you know, are you gonna let Robert Offert go and bring in um, another veteran guy at a similar price, but you don't know how he is in the locker room. You don't know if he's, you know, because he was fairly productive when he was with us this year before getting hurt again. So it's it's one of those tough things. It's like, are you going to bring in an unknown or do you want to keep this known guy? Because they're both going to be similar pay, you'd think. I mean, all there might, Steve Kahn might have to go spend money in free agency on a, on a cornerback though. So we'll see. I wouldn't we'll, need I, it either. No, 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 no. There's just there's just so not like Antoine Cromartie. Bring in fucking spend. Uh, sucks we don't have a lot of money. But Antonio Cromartie. Wait, what? Isn't he like? No, no. I said not like an Antonio Cromartie, oh. where he's like that old dog, you know, that you have to oh, fucking like... put down. No, no. Yeah, my bad. I was, I was thinking it in my I head. <laughs> But like, He's you know in how, the backyard. He wasn't even the you, best Cromarty to play for the Cardinals. But you know how Kime will do that. You know, bring in yeah. these very old vets or wily vets who are looking for a one-year prove-it deal. And that's, you know, that's not something I want. So, before we do, before we do our last two, every single offseason we've had some big move since the Cliff came here. First year it was, uh, first year it was Sugg. Second year it was Hopkins. Third year it's it was Cliff. Time. Yeah. Uh, with a uh, third year it was uh was Hudson and uh and Watt. Who's it going to be this year? Wait, was Suggs here? Cliff's first year. I think so. Wasn't he? Oh wow, that feels forever ago. It does. That was a fucking sad move. Yeah. Should have drafted him when we had the chance. Yep. Who did, who did we get that draft? Was it Levi Brown? Got, no, no, this was uh that was this was two thousand three. We we picked up some linemen. We had like two it? chances to get him, if I remember right. We had uh No, it was fucking what's his name? Uh was it the Penn State cat. Or wait. Defensive tackle. Yeah, we traded Brown. we traded we traded down from number six and we got Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson, that guy fucking died. Jesus Christ. We've never, yeah, that's, that was bad. That was, you know, we don't like to think about those times. But yeah, yep. Trussell should have been here before. Adrian, Adrian Peterson should have been here well before. We got all these old dogs, you know? Give me the fucking dog dogs, not the old dogs, please. Yeah, no question. I, uh, but who do you guys think is going to be the big move? It'll be a Ooh. corner. Corner? You think it's going to be, uh, what's his face? Uh, Panthers. Uh, Gilmore? Stephon Gilmore. Maybe. Well, I, with the news coming out of New Orleans that the Saints are, or Sean Payton is quote-unquote retiring, I oh, think... Oh, uh, I know what you're going to say, and I like it. I like Lattimore? it. Lattimore? Yeah, I think he almost... That's one spot where... Kind of like an obvious um, a move, move situation because they're not winning anything next year. Do you, trade, not the year before. Do you trade your number one, your first round pick for Lattimore? I would have to look at his contract details. Um, I would. I don't know about a first. What? How old yeah, is they're, he? They're negative seventy four million in cap space. In cap oh, space. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was worse last year, if I remember right. 25 years old. Let me look up if we can kill a little bit of time. Let me look up his advanced statistics real quick. But 25 years old, I am leaning towards, fuck yeah, I'm trading my 23rd overall pick. Because what is Kyle going to do with that fucking pick? Drafted inside Lowest. linebacker. Lowest. No, he pulls a... He pulls a, a uh, and Al Davis drafts like a kicker in the first round. All right, so fucking win some games. Why not? No, he, he drafts not, Jackie. He did not exactly. have a great year, to be honest. But at twenty-five years old, you put him in a, the right defense with the, I mean, the right safeties, and I do think we have the right safeties in place. I don't think we have to touch that. Jalen and Buddha, they're the dogs. Of We're solid defense. there. It's just corners and D line. I, w- I would be, I'd be tempted to. I mean, he gave up seven fucking touchdowns. He only had three picks, but his completion percentage against was a fucking elite fifty-seven point five percent, which that's pretty damn good. So, and I don't even I, yeah. care about the picks. Give me a guy that can fucking play man that nobody wants to throw to. Yeah, true. I'm. Yeah, or, I think that would be. Or, you got to give. You got to give Byron Murphy some help. So I think yeah. that'd be ideal. That would be ideal. We're going Marshawn. This podcast is saying Marshawn. Or we get a little crafty. We talk about the other side of the ball. We trade for Mister. We we trade for the Slant King, Michael Thomas. Oh fuck that! Man. <laughs> I don't want any of these diva fucking receivers. That's Sorry. the thing. Like nowadays, and they're like, all diva fucking receivers. And, and like, I'm it's not, it's, I'm it's just, naturally, it's 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 always. Yeah. Like that. I'm not. Hey, isn't Adam Thielen going to be a free agent, or am I he just is? making that up? No, he is, but I think he's had a couple down years back to back, so to Who's speak, that? for him. Adam Thielen. That's a guy. I mean, that's another guy. I but... wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Oh, uh, what the fuck was I just gonna say? But uh, we we gotta get, we gotta do these. Okay, last, so last thing last thing I just want to say that I remember. So everyone's talking about Calvin Ridley. Like, would you trade it first for Calvin Ridley? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude missed half the season this last year for well, personal mental reasons. Health. Mental health. Yeah, but yeah. are you expecting him to just come back this year and be fine? Are it's you trading a first? Yeah, that's 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 risky. I would not, not trade a first. first. No, even how good he not is. He, yeah, yeah. I I do hope he figures himself out. Yeah, for Me sure. I, I just don't think it's a slam dunk. Like that'd be per- the great, the best option to do. If I mean, there's definitely risk involved. That's all I'm saying. Antoine Wesley. Of course, I think if you yeah. can. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not going to be expensive, and he's, he's he he is friend of the pod, the go. And if he's on cameo, we're going to get his cameo. Uh, oh, let's do it. Yeah, because that's a guy that you can put out there to immediately compete for AJ Green's spot. You bring Antoine Wesley if you can, you know, bring in another receiver if you're drafting one in the first round or second round. Uh, that's somebody who automatically is going to be competition right there. So yeah. And uh, we gotta we can't forget the man of the hour, the best player on the Cardinals, the goat, oh, Breon Borders. Breon Borders. <laughs> you can get the hell out of town too. Yeah. Lord. God, what, sure. a, what a goddamn dumpster fire, man. Yeah, that sucks the way the season ended, you know, but sure. There are <clears throat> I think there are routes to get this team better. And I, where does it start? Where do you think? It's 
there, I think there is a route to get this team better, and it's not that. I think Steve Kime has lost a lot of credibility, obviously. So it's, while I'm saying there's, you can get his team better, I don't know if he's the guy to get that job done. But you're going to have to cut salary cap. You need to get Jordan Phillips out of here. You need to restructure DJ Humphreys. Um, you're going to have to do a couple other guys. I think Kennard still has a year. You're going to let him go. Jordan Hicks, I believe, has a year, right? I believe Jordan Hicks uh, still has a year. Not, he's not on this list, so I assume so, yeah. You you gotta let him go. You gotta let Zavin fucking get in there. We need we need an actual influx of youth into this defense for one, because it did look old up front in the front seven. And where you start, honestly, is right up front. You you gotta start up front because look at the Rams. Look how fucking good the Rams defensively are up front. Look how good the 49ers have been, especially these last like six seven weeks up front. Where are they where's their strongest at? If you're really good up front, you can mask some cornerback deficiencies. But the Cardinals are just not on that level. No matter how we started 7-0 and or how we went you know, 10-2 and or whatever we did to start the season, if you match up those guys head-to-head, we're not on that level at all, especially when you have someone making the paycheck that Jordan Phillips is and he's not out there. Um, but I think that's where you have to start. You, ha- you have to start in the trenches both ways. If you can make a big splash and get Marshawn Lattimore over here, fuck yeah, let's do it. If you can get maybe, I wouldn't mind an, like an Adam Thielen, but isn't he a slot guy anyways? Is that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, I mean, there are options to be had, but you have to fortify the trenches. You know, it, it seems cliche to say, but we got worked, outworked up in the trenches. And when you have oh, a guy like Kyler who doesn't like to get hit to begin with, you have to give – that has to be your number one priority. He isn't Joe Burrow. He's not going to get sacked nine times and make, you know, play after play in the fourth quarter, at least of what we've seen, you know, in his young career. When you hit Kyler early, he turns into a different quarterback, it feels like. Um, and this offensive line was so good to start the season, I thought. And, the, you know, injuries de- depleted them like every other fucking team. And they just weren't able to overcome it. And some of the guys, I mean, they need a reality check. Are you bringing, like, Justin Pugh? Is he going to have another restructure? Because he restructured his contract last year. So you're going to have to figure out at least a guard next to um, uh, Rodney Hudson. Max Garcia was starting right guard in the playoff game. You, that's that's what I think where you, at least in free agency, have to start. In the draft, honestly, if you're drafting an offensive lineman, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a tackle. You got to protect Kyler's blind side and um, and right tackle. So there are a lot of things that need to happen, but you can kind of mask some deficiencies if you can be elite up front in the trenches. And that's just not, you know, I feel like what difference was in the first half of the season and the second half. This team was so much less physical. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. I, I no, agree. 100%. It, it was just a, a major shift in personality for this team, and it's 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 strange. You see this, you know, like going back and thinking about those early episodes, we were talking about the intensity of this team, like mm-hmm. the the energy we had in week one, where we were just steamrolling the Titans. That was not there at the end of the season. No. There was not even a hint of that, and. If you have that level of intensity, you know, it's hard to keep it week in, week out, but you got to at least try. 
something. But you know, we we didn't face any adversity in in the beginning. You know, it's the 49ers are a prime example of it's not but how you start, it's about how you finish. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, And I mean I hope I mean, of course I want this team to just win every fucking game, but I almost hope we do hit a stretch of adversity to start this season. You know, you lose two in a row. You do something just so where you don't get fucking big headed. You know, you got yeah. this young, yeah, you know, the, uh, the Suns uh, the year prior uh, to this one. You know, they had that like six yeah. great game losing streak after opening up like eight, eight and two or whatever. Yeah, they and, went eight and eight. Yep. And you know, after that game, you know, they lost to the Thunder, who were the, who were just abysmal. They turned it on, and until the the finals, they didn't lose three straight for the rest of the season. I mean, and you, you have to be able to turn it on like the Suns, man. You have to be able to, because what what do the Suns do every night? You know, they they fuck around for three quarters. You know, they they play well enough to either you know keep a good lead or or stay in it. And what do they do in the fourth quarter? They turn it the fuck on. They don't let ever let go of the gas, and they just pummel you. It's 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 it's, it's outstanding basketball. It's 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 and like art. I love as, as good of a leader as Chris Paul is, the Suns wouldn't be winning as many games if he wasn't as good as he is as well. That guy in the fourth quarter is a fucking maestro. You know, your leader needs to be that guy, and hopefully, Kyler can you know be yeah. that guy. That yeah, be the guy where the other because if these other professional athletes, these guys are relying on their fucking you know to feed their families, and not all these guys are making you know millions and millions of dollars but if all these guys don't have full belief in their quarterback it you know that goes a long way and they they can tell you can't hide you know someone not watching film you know around the you professional can't athlete, you, can't no, you, can't. you gotta you gotta be able to put your heart out on the field you gotta be able to just do it all and unfortunately you know i know sanders uh, when we had him on wasn't or I don't know if it was Sanders, if we, or if this was the dog war cast, you know, I made the JJ Watt is Chris Paul analogy. Unfortunately, losing our Chris Paul, I think it is fair to say that that really fucked up our season. Losing JJ Watt after, oh, yeah. during that Texans game, any and all momentum after that point was lost. Especially when your D line wasn't that great to begin with, when basically you're spending the most money that you have on JJ Watt and on Jordan Phillips. And Jordan Phillips was basically non-existent i know he had a i thought he had some couple decent games when he came back healthy mid you know midway through the season but that's just you can't be spending that much money and to get that little production because then you're going to be running out 34 year old d linemen or you're gonna be running out fourth and fifth round you know second year picks who are basically still a work in progress like it's obvious when you see the difference from opening day to you know what we went through it's it, it's kind of a shit show, and it, the, the saddest part is that someone like Isaiah Simmons couldn't grow. Someone like yeah. Zayvon Collins couldn't grow, um, and that—that's what's the hardest thing to see is when, yeah, when, when you do have a Tanner, someone like a Tanner Vallejo, which you know, rewatching the film, I thought he, I thought he brought it, and that's the first time I think I've ever said saw that from um, any of Tanner Vallejo film. But even to even have that consideration as a defensive coordinator to want to start this guy over this first round pick. Like you can't tell me that didn't make a difference in that locker room too. 
guys are looking over and it's like, oh, where's Isaiah? Oh, he's on the sideline. Um, it's like, okay, well, he's one of the dogs, you know? And I think Vance was coaching for his job. Like maybe Vallejo is better in run defense by, you know, a little bit over Isaiah. I don't think that's crazy because Isaiah is much better in coverage, much more athletic. So maybe that's what his whole game plan was, was, you know, I'm going to play just the guy who I think is the best, you know, rush defender between the two. But that's a failure on Vance Joseph for not coaching Isaiah up for two fucking seasons. Exactly. You know? When you draft a guy fucking with your eighth overall pick. I, I really hope we do get ourselves a good defensive coordinator this offseason. Because if we can't... Vic Fangio! Yeah, Fangio! Yeah, give us Felicio. But it can always be worse. Yes, please. It, it can, it can always... <laughs> It, it it can always be worse. The Carolina Panthers, you know, there was a, a, a leak that came out several weeks ago that said, okay, Matt Rule's job hinges on him getting a quote-unquote rock star offensive coordinator. You guys know who we hired? You guys Fucking Wackadoo McAdoo? Yep. Ben McAdoo. He got rid of Joe Brady, right? Isn't he no, he, uh, Joe, Brader, Joe Brady got fired midseason. And with a move like that, it's like, Usually, when that happens, when you when you force that yeah. kind of move, you're supposed to back it up on the field and say, "Okay, there's a reason this guy's the scapegoat. Here, we, here we go. I'm gonna win all these games." And he didn't do that at all. Well, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look what you're working with, though. You fucking started with Sam, whoever, whoever fucking brought but, in I mean, Sam also, Darnold. But, I mean, but he, but he had he had the choice between starting Sam Darnold or. Or PJ Walker, or Cam, <laughs> or Cam, or Cam Newton in those final two weeks, and you know what? He started Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold for his. I would have started Sam Darnold over those two fucks anyway. No, 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 no. Sam Darnold for for a, a quarterback with his usage. This is a real stat, by the way. Is Can I just four, say that showed more fire talking about the Panthers right now and than Matt, he has all hate, season? I fucking hate the Panthers. No, <laughs> it Sam, sounds like Sam, it. Sam Darnold. It, for his usage in his career is the fourth worst quarterback of all time. Of all time. They're demonstrating for trading for beginning. What? Sam Darnold played at the end of the year? No, I'm saying he came back. He came back at the end of the year, right? He came back no? at the end of the year. But just in terms of like total usage in been. his career, fourth worst. Whoever all time. traded for him, is a GM still there? Is there yes. GM still there? Everybody well, that's the is still, everybody that's is the still there except for the lines coach. I mean, who are you going to start? You're going to start Cam Newton? There's no future with Cam Newton. Like, There's no Sam, future with Cam Newton, but he's better than fucking Sam Darnold. Are you kidding Sam, me? I mean, you're you're given fucking Sam Darnold from your GM. That's like I feel like what Kevin Stefanski did with Baker Mayfield. Throw him out there, see him get exposed, and basically look at the GM and be like, yo, I played your fucking guy. No, this he is what... ass. Yeah, help me. Or shit, Brian Flores right there. He he played the game. He he lost. Fuck man. It sounds like Brian Flores is kind of an asshole to his players. I would take him as DC. That that doesn't matter to me. I like assholes. Maybe that's yeah, what we need. A, I'm it's going to be, be real dick. interesting to see what happens with him. But yeah, man, fuck fuck the Panthers. It can always I, be worse. And also, you want to know what's the worst part of all of this is? To close out the season, three of the last four weeks, I have won pickums, and I won it again this week. Oh, I was going to say that. Yep, three out of four. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Okay, you know the season is well, fucked. 
I won on the tiebreaker, baby, and I, I would have lost if I hadn't bet against the Cardinals. I love being a heel, except I hate it because I love the Cardinals. <laughs> Jeez. Are yeah, but now here? at least your no. your um doom and gloom is justified now. Yeah, man, being a sellout sucks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can I just say I don't know? I don't think we're gonna be wrapping this up or whatnot. And I know you know we all definitely appreciate everyone if you're still listening. Thank you. Everybody who's um, tuned in this year is a goddamn king, and I love yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're guys. a goddamn king. You're a prince. I love you. I hope we're, we'll all be back next year. You know, life happens. Who knows? I know Jackie's got a kid and everything. And you know. it might be tricky for me if I'm going to college because, like, I don't yeah. know where I'll be able to record. <laughs> yeah, you know, anything can happen. You know, Bob Bobbles could get a job. We'd be fucked on editing. We wouldn't get a fucking. <laughs> don't ever get a job, Bob. I'm kidding. I know was, he's got he a job. Mac. <laughs> you know, you know, lemonade stands are a bitch to operate. I, I, I don't know why you're talking down to Let me you see your papers bobby uh but i, I just kind of want to leave on a note that you know we probably won't be here until i think probably around free agency i like to think so that's a couple months away but the one thing that i do think that needs to happen um this offseason i think cliff does need to bring in another offensive mind sean coogler is an offensive line coach and that's basically what he came up with He's never really called plays. The only time he called plays is in college, which my he coached was a head coach for UTEP, University of Texas El Paso. My mom is from El Paso. So UTEP has always been like that second team that's always super shitty that you kind of watch and keep an eye on. Um, but the last time Sean Kugler called plays, he was there, and they went defeated. They didn't win a fucking game. That's like the first time in – since he like got fired or whatever so you need a guy who ideally which you know if these are all the ideals the guy's probably going to be a fucking head coach candidate anyways and that's kind of where i'm going ideally has nfl head coaching experience jump on the staff with him who has is an offensive mind vance joseph has you know the defense he's got head coaching experience but he's not an offensive guy he can't be bouncing I mean, you can bounce stuff off of Vance Joseph, but he's not going to be able to probably um, give you, you, you know, knowledge that you probably didn't know other than, okay, this is what the defense likes to do in this situation and whatnot. But so a guy who NFL head coach who has play calling experience and who's had playoff success as a play caller. Um, and the only guy I can really think of is Doug Peterson from the Eagles. And that's somebody who's been getting some looks around as a head coach. But if he does not get one of those looks, and even at, when he was like a quarterback's coach in his younger days, he was quarterback coach for Michael Vick. So he's he's worked with these mobile quarterbacks in the past, at least. And, you know, to his credit, he wanted to stick with Carson Wentz in Philly, which, you know, that's neither really here or there. And so that's kind of why he got fired. They wanted to see Jalen Hurts you know, more, and they were going to move on from Wentz anyways, but he wanted to stick with his guy, you know. So I give him credit for that, you know. He's going to do everything in his power for his guy. And so if you could bring him here and you can have him as, like, Cliff's right-hand man, and I know at this point people are probably like, well, then why the fuck even have Cliff? But if Doug Peterson isn't getting a, a job anywhere else, he's, I would think he would like to get an OC job with a team that, you know, made the playoffs, has a young quarterback, you know, has a wide receiver one, has a pretty solid fucking running back. 
you know, he's got some options to work with here. And I think that would be the ideal situation to be able to bring someone in and who's been through the up and downs of the NFL schedule as a head coach. And he's got a Super Bowl fucking win to his name with Nick Foles. So I, I, I do think that is. Um, yeah, with a backup quarterback. And maybe secondly would be like Pep Hamilton. He, he used to call plays with the Chargers, I believe, um, Herbert's rookie year. And he's called plays in the past. He was a offensive coordinator for the Colts when I do, Arians. I do, I do think that if Cliff does falter this year and has like, and doesn't make the playoffs, I think he needs to go. I just want to say, I saw Bo Bobbles comment. Bo Bobbles, you ain't no young thing either. He said, you're not coming back next year, Mac. You've seen your days. Just an old dog waiting to be put down. God damn, Bobby! What, an what the fuck? I'll see you next month, motherfucker. Jeez. Damn, fight, fight, Pull fight! Pull up, Bobby. Pull up, Bob. Pull up, Bobby. You ain't the first one I dropped my Audi to. Come on, let's go. Face your best people who wins, fucking low bottles or Mac. But anyways, yeah, I, I think that would be ideal. Uh, sorry to keep ranting and whatnot, keeping you guys holding you guys We're up. Fucking ranting, raving, hooting, hollering. Yeah, I uh, show us your titties, Lord Bobby. <laughs> show us your Bob Boobles. We call them Bobbles, Bob Abels, or Bobby, Bobette, Bobette. Bobette named himself Bobbles. Named himself Bobette. Okay, Christ, that is but, all, uh, folks. But yeah, do you guys have anything else to add before we uh, close out? Damn, this is a fucking sad episode. This is what we have to fucking go out on. And I would have liked it if we came out in this playoff game and showed some fight. But we, like we did at the last half of the season, we just rolled over and died. We didn't even talk about that, play, that, that the biggest play of the game, that uh, Kyler pick, really. Oh, my God. Uh, no, Everyone's seen it. No, Everybody's seen it. And I... You know, it's disappointing, but it would have been it would have been so nice for it to be like, okay, well, we were in this game till the very end, but we just lost, and oh well, at least we got hope for next year. Nope, nope. <laughs> and what what I will say though is that quarter some quarterbacks don't take that Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burrow won a national championship being a fucking what was he? A, he wasn't a JUCO guy, but a transfer needing his his fucking spot, his option. You know, he stayed hungry. He won the national championship. So he's got almost a little bit, I feel like, different he had you know, a chip whole, on his shoulder. whole ego about him. You know what I mean? The, and Kyler, if you guys doubt Kyler's ability, anyone doubts Kyler's ability, just look at his games in the first half of seasons. Yes, you're right. When he gets hurt, he kind of they kind of play different. But I also do think Cliff does kind of coach a little different when he comes back. So, And it's hard to tell which is which more than the other. Um, but look at Josh Allen's first, you know, playoff game. Look at Peyton Manning's first career playoff game. You can go down the list with a lot of, you know, elite players who their first playoff games were an absolute shit show. So I do hope that Kyler comes in next season with a whole different perspective, whole different. This is my franchise. This is, this is how I want, I want him to come in the stadium in the fucking practice facility, like, you know, I got the biggest dick in this motherfucker. You guys are going to yeah. listen to me, you know, because there's one thing with him kind of pouting on the sidelines 
which is what it is. You know, a lot of fucking players do it. I, I want to see him get in motherfuckers' faces. Yeah, you know? exactly. Show there, there are some Getting people. Christian Kirk's face on the sideline when exactly. he doesn't lay out for that fucking ball. Get in his fucking face. Because, you know, people aren't going to fucking... That's what Tom Brady did. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Tom Brady freaks out. He also gets in people's faces. You know, and Kyler is that type where it's when things aren't going perfect, he does need to vet. I feel like he, I'm the same way. Like sometimes you just need to fucking let loose. But get in someone's face. Get in. If you get in AJ Green's face, you're going to tell me the rest of the team ain't going to be like, yep, that's the guy. That's our fucking guy right there. You know what I mean? And it might not ever happen. But. Up to this point, I saw uh, my guy Travis on Twitter say, you know, Cardinals have to do everything they can to get Kyler to that next level because it seems like to this point, he's kind of just been living off of his athleticism and just how skilled you are. But this ain't college no more. This ain't high school. Um, So I do do hope Kyler, yeah. You can't come into the league like Kelvin Benjamin and rest on your laurels. I uh, there are people who are taking who whose approach to all of this is well Kaim needs to go cliff needs to go kyler needs to go and i think the first two i can get behind in a sense but the last one i i've no. seen what kyler murray can do when he's at his peak it there's not much else like it no yeah. when he is at his peak he is a top 5 quarterback it's just when he is in that that zone where he's you know, just down in the dumps and just playing like shit. He's awful. And we need to get to a point where he can get out of that headspace. Yeah, exactly. Get that man a therapist, man. Shit. Uh, I just, I just want to see, I, I would love just see a little bit more towards players, you know, take them off to the sideline or whatever. And fucking, and we don't know what's happening in the locker room or whatnot, but I doubt there's a lot of that kind of going on. I mean, like usually, it, these, these days, if there's something happening in the locker room, you hear about it. Yeah, you typically something. hear about it. Yeah. Unless yeah, it's just so it, obscene. Unless everybody in the locker room mutually banded together to kill somebody. But you can't tell me if he would have ever gotten AJ Green's face one of those times. Because how, how many times did they have a miscommunication throughout the second half of the season? It seemed like every it's, other it's, game. It's got, I don't even want to. The, 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 the biggest metaphor for this season is A.J. Green standing right there while somebody else steals the ball from him for the pick. That, that's the Rams stealing the playoff spot from us. I mean, it really went all downhill from there. It makes you want – I doubt it changes much, but it makes you almost wonder what would happen if he would have turned around and caught that. Well, I was, I was we would be playing that. in the NFC Championship game. Well, I was, I was talking about the one where he could have pulled up for the ball and somebody else came in and did it for him. For the pick, but that that too, yeah. Any of them, like, like you said, there's new, like we said, there's numerous occurrences that. It's it's, it's it's it sucks because he's like, he was either I can't remember if he was a thousand yard receiver or if he got close. He was a near thousand yard receiver. No. and what? He did not get one. Well, not get a thousand yards. Well, I'm, I'm saying he was close. He oh, was a near thousand yard receiver, and he just had the situational awareness of. Uh, of me or Jackie on the field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're a thousand, it is a shame that the Cardinals did not have a thousand yard receiver when the number one guy was basically out. So he finished with 848. I believe Christian Kirk finished with nine something. But that's obscene. When you have your number one receiver, Kyler was spreading it around 
And so, you know, that was, we were crushing teams, but nobody had really had a chance to stop us because you couldn't really, if you, if you tried, you know, scouting us or whatever, who are you going to really guard? We were, when D-Hop has the same amount of targets, basically, as Christian Kirk and A.J. Green. But when your number one goes out and you really don't have that security blanket, nobody stepped up. And that was, that honestly was probably the dis- most disappointing thing. Um, exactly. I was, nobody I called, stepped up. I called A.J. Green a wild card entering this year. And unfortunately, that's kind of the way it played, but not in, not in our favor. Yeah. Christ. It's just obscene, man. Uh, it sucks. Do we that want we to have do championship out. Sunday pickums? Let's fucking no. do it. I think, I think we should pick Super Bowl winners. Let's pick the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl winners, and when we come back on the off season, do it. It's it's, it's a, gonna it's gonna be the Rams. That defense. Can't oh, be I hate you, Will. God, I hate you. If, no. if, it, makes you, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> it'll, it'll validate us losing if the Rams win. Okay, it'll let's go. Be less bad. Okay, so we got to go Rams and then the tiebreaker. You got to pick who versus who. Let's just do who versus who. We're going to get that Rams so championship Chiefs. Sunday. We're going to get that Rams Chiefs Super Bowl that we should have had a couple years ago. And honestly, yeah. anything would be better than Rams fucking Niners. I do not want to watch that shit a fucking game. No, that was a boring ass fucking Super Bowl. All I know is, as much as I love the Bengals, what if they make it to the playoffs? Or sorry, if they make it to the Super Bowl, whatever team they face is going to curb stomp them. Well, if the then they don't get curb stomped by the Chiefs, then I think they have a pretty good chance. Oh yeah, but I'm just talking about like Aaron Aaron Donald against that uh against that fucking <laughs> Bengals O line. Oh yeah, yeah. Yo, Burn can go if I even step right back up though. Cigar and mouth, and that's all you got, Donald. He's got fighting spirit. I'll give him that. All right, but Bob- Bobbles has 49ers versus Cincinnati. Okay, but a rematch. I win. A, a rematch of multiple Super Bowls in the 80s. Who's the Niners came up on top of both. Uh, no, it was Joe Montana versus. Fuck. No, there's no way it was Boomer, was it? That was about the 80s, Mac. <laughs> oh, that was mean. <laughs> no, they, 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 they were great. Everything was simpler. I'm not older than your husband, am I? Uh, no, my husband is 38. Everything was simpler, even men. <laughs> I was born in 86, though, so I don't remember much. So have your husband okay, let so me know what it's 80. 80s. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I was just joshing. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the Rams. I think they beat the Chiefs. No, Damn, I don't want the Rams to win just because of the fucking the narrative around Matthew Stafford. How, I mean, Matthew how Stafford all these? Broad, yeah, who needed, no, how who they needed a goddamn super? Team. Who needed a goddamn super team around him to get to get it done? So if I'm seeing this right, the Bengals lost to the Niners twenty six twenty three in. December 12th, so week 15 this year. Damn. Okay, I did not realize. Oh, okay, I remember that game now. Yeah, the Bengals should have won that shit. That would be a... Okay, okay. Who you got, uh, Jackie? What you got? To go to the Super Bowl? Yes, ma'am. <sighs> I, I think it's going to be Chiefs-Rams. Oh and God. I think Chiefs win it. Tell me about As much LA, as I Jackie. would love the 
I would love the Bengals from the Super Bowl. I would oh, the, be the fucking The weather stoked. in Los Angeles is just marvelous, guys. It's so nice. Jackie's, like from the West, Jackie's from the west side of Phoenix, so please tell me how L.A. is. Please. Exactly. I'm pretty much from L.A. Actually, no. <laughs> Can I change it? I'm going to say it's the 49ers because I feel like they're going to invade SoFi Stadium again. Fuck. I don't know, man. Have you heard about the, the ticket? Yeah. They will find, you know what it says for the residents of the greater Los Angeles area. They changed and I know it. all those all of those people are still Niners fans. Well, yeah, but because... there's there's still there still had to have been people who bought those tickets the, prior to them changing it. Hold on. Well, you're going KCLA, right? Yeah, and I'm gonna say LA wins, yeah. Okay, Jackie, you're going KC San Fran. Mm-hmm. Who you got winning? Uh, Kansas City. I was gonna say I would Mm. It would suck if it was Casey. I would have texted your daughter to slap you real quick. <laughs> exactly. Pull my hair and shit. Hey, so we're all four picking different Super Bowl fucking uh, matchups. That's crazy. Who do you get? Oh, I just want to be contrarian. I'm going Cincinnati, LA, baby. Let's go. I love that weather in LA. Let's go. No, I'm kidding. I fucking hate LA. Uh, and since he's your Super Bowl winner. <laughs> Oh, Bobby See, that's like Cincy. the dream scenario. Bobby picks Cincy too. You are on all types of drugs, and I, I don't. That, that is uh, about five beers now. So yeah, same death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's do it. So hold on. So that means Bobby for the our tiebreaker. We got to pick. Actually, we got different opponents, so it doesn't matter. Whatever. Fuck it. We, who for knows? The tie, for the tiebreaker, let's select. Will the will the. Uh, Will the national anthem be under or over two minutes? Over. Under. Over. Who's singing it? I don't even know. Will Smith. Is it? No. (laughs) Dude, he needs to to fire whoever his agent is. He keeps getting him in those interviews. But... (laughs) Yeah, you, so you guys all picked over and I'm picking under. Okay, we're just rambling yeah, I at got this it. point. Yeah, I don't want to leave this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to leave. You guys, you guys bring me joy. This is the only thing I got going for me. I hope not, man. I hope, Same. I hope, I hope this ain't it. But, uh, this is it. I'm walking over to the, the East Coast to go to the game in Carolina because I got nowhere to be. So I'm just going to walk. You're like Forrest Gump walking around the country. <laughs> <laughs> Just walking though, not even jogging. Just not walking. Jogging. But yeah, we're we're just we're fucking rambling at this point. Oh, yeah. uh, ah, fuck, man. So this has been the 2021 slash 22 finale of the Redbird Redstone podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at Level Netswing. Yodelay hee-hoo, it's Mac. You can find me at AZ Sports Theme. You know how to search that. And I'm Jackie. You can find me on Twitter at JSanDiego. Again, that is two O's. Follow her for all her mama tweets. Exactly. Drunk mama tweets. Exactly. And uh, this has been the Redbird Redstone Podcast, a Max Hall production. Uh, we hope to see you guys next year, and we we might do a post-draft episode in May. Keep your eyes open. We love you all. We're going to do a pre-draft free agency. I'm saying it even if it's just Jackie and I. Bye. Love you. Peace. Yep. Bye. <laughs>